Welcome back, everybody. This is Sarcasm Speaks. We were literally just said before I hit the record button, uh, we haven't recorded in like two weeks. So again, nothing has changed for you guys, but this is, uh, it's, it feels new. <laughs> feels new. We've, I think it's been, God, I don't even know. It would have been the the Sunday before we left for Jimo's bachelor party or the Tuesday before we left for the bachelor party. Eric was on with us. Shout out to Eric, friend of the show. I don't, I, I honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea to be totally fair. Like I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, it's been roughly two weeks um, since we've last recorded an episode. So uh, we talked about it already, so you guys already know now that all the other episodes have come out that we did like four episodes in three days. Uh, but now people, people forget. Yeah, people forget. <laughs> people forget Chris Hogan played lacrosse. He actually does play lacrosse now. So it was funny Again? to say people forget Chris Hogan played football. <laughs> He's just like Dion. Yeah. Multi sport at the same time. Actually, speaking of, before we get to Jimo's bachelor party, because I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that at all, even though it was two weeks ago. Um, I have to look this up, but the Tawartan Trophy winner, um, I want to say, got signed by the Patriots. What the hell award is that? So the Tawartan Trophy is the Heisman in college lacrosse essentially um what's the heisman in pickleball yeah <laughs> i don't know um jared bernhardt so let me see jared bernhardt um why oh wide receiver for the falcons that's what it was i knew it was uh something so he won the Tawartan trophy which again is the Heisman Trophy for college lacrosse. And he apparently also played football. Um, he played football at Maryland for a little bit. Um, and then he transferred to Ferris State uh, for this past season um, where he played quarterback. So um, Mer- Mer- for those that don't know, Maryland is like one of the top schools in the country for lacrosse. So that's where he won the Tawartan Trophy. Um, it's, it's, it's not entirely true. Uh, crab cakes in football. That's what Maryland. Yeah. Does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that, that mid Atlantic region is no, they're, all, they're, they're nasty. It's, it's lacrosse Mecca because you have Maryland, oh, yeah. Johnny Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. Um, I like Delaware is good. Delaware has gotten better. I mean, Syracuse, I know they're not necessarily mid Atlantic, not mid Atlantic at all, actually. but they're also not new England. Because New England is another, I would say from like anywhere between DC and Boston is like a good spot for lacrosse. Um, and then Colorado. So outside of like, you know, the upper, the Northeast ish, mid Atlantic to the Northeast and then Colorado. Yeah. It might as well. You, you just suck. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but, but yeah, the, um, I thought I thought he got signed as an undrafted free agent by the Patriots, but it's not. He was signed by the Falcons. So uh, played quarterback in college, uh, was the best lacrosse player in the country, and now he's going to play wide receiver <laughs> for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so you know he's going to do Marcus Mariota a lot of good down there. 
I forgot. I was trying to figure out where the fuck Mariota was, and I could not remember, but that's also because I'm an idiot. Yeah. I also heard rumors that they were going to get Baker Mayfield, um, but they obviously- Why would they bother? <clears throat> yeah. Just go with Mariota. Yeah. It's the same thing. I know. I know. Mariota's probably better, to be honest. Uh, Mariota was awful. He was bad in Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I mean, so was Mayfield. I mean, Baker had that one good year, but and by good, I mean decent. Yeah, Mariota's probably cheaper and at least can run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, let's get caught up on the bachelor party. Uh, so <laughs> a couple of weeks ago now, we went to Nashville. I almost don't really remember a ton. Um, not even really because we were that fucked up, but just because it was a while ago. Um, it was also only two days, so that's not that much. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Honestly, it was perfect, right? It was a quick turnaround. Flew in Friday. Uh, I landed at, at Nashville time, 6.30 a.m. on Friday morning. So I had a completely full day on Friday. Uh, started my day at 3 a.m. driving to the airport. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the fun day. Did I tell you about that in person? Where I almost missed my, not missed my flight, but cut it really close? No, but of course you did. So... I had a 5.15 a.m. flight on Friday morning, 5.15 takeoff. So I look and I go, 5.15, I'll get up at like 3 a.m. I'll fly into Boston. It'll take me 45 minutes or less. No big deal. I'll get in by 4 o'clock. No problem. Get through. And I go, security at 4 a.m., not going to be bad, whatever. So I get up at 3 a.m. Most of my stuff was packed. But it took me a little bit to like gather stuff and, and get to the car. So I left by like 3.10, 3.15, call it. Flew into Boston. I think it took me 40 minutes. I was in the central parking garage by, you know, call it 4 a.m., 4.05. The part yeah, that I... Isn't your flight boarding in 45 minutes? That's what I'm getting to. So the part that I failed to um, uh, recognize or acknowledge. Well, you also didn't account for the walk from the car. car So you saw the walk because we walked that when we landed on Sunday. That's the walk I had to do at 4 a.m. And the walk back to the car was a lot quicker because I knew where I was going. The walk to the terminal from the parking lot, I was a little more hesitant. Like, where do I have to go? You need to walk a little slower. You're trying to figure out shit. So I go and I get in the, I get to where I got to go. Cause it's where I had, where the, the Southwest terminal, you got to like walk through a different terminal and a different, it's like, it's a whole fucking thing. So I get there and I get in the security line. And again, it's 4am. So there's not a lot of people there. But guess what? There's also not a lot of either TSA workers. So there was like two or three lines. So I'm in line in the security line at like 422. And I pull up the boarding pass and the the plane starts boarding at like 445. So I'm like, all right, sick. I have 20 minutes to get through this security line before my plane starts boarding. And like, it's just kind of fucking slow. And I'm like, I am cutting it real close. It gets to be like 427. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Like I'm now I'm getting like a little nervous. 
I get through, I do it. I go, go through the whole line, toss the shit in the, the, the little cubby thing, send it through the machine, do the whole shabille, hoof it over to the, to the gate. And I made it to the gate at like 440. I had like five minutes to spare. Um, so again, not a problem, but you know, could have been a problem. You didn't even need to tell me that story. And I could have told you that story. Yeah. Yep. But you, and then I, Matt and Rob were there. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. He listens to the show. Sub Matt. Matt. Sub Matt. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, then, then me, Matt and Rob took the flight down with the time change. Again, there Nashville's an hour behind. We landed at 6 30 AM in Nashville. So we were like, what the fuck? Uh, what are we going to do? Matt had never been to a Waffle House before. So we Ubered and got breakfast at a Waffle House. Uh, and who knew the waffles at Waffle House? Pretty fucking good. I got the uh, sausage, egg, and cheese scramble, but still. Uh, Rob got a waffle, and he was nice enough to share. So never been was, to wa- I've never been to a Waffle House. I went in Charlotte with Vinny when we got in. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're just not going to really. That's what I'm trying to think. I'm like, what situation am I going to fucking end up at a Waffle House? It's like a Denny's. Honestly, like, honestly, it is. It is Denny's really with a smaller menu. That's all it is. So it's nothing great. Like, I think IHOP is better uh, if you're going like chain breakfast. Uh, for if going real, real talk, chain breakfast, Bickford's. Is probably the best, but like, does no, Bickford's even exist anymore? Nobody outside of like Medford knows what the fuck Bickford's is. <laughs> Imagine if that one on um on Montvale was still open. I think it is. No way. Yeah, I think I'm, it's the I'm last looking, one. I'm looking that up. I'm pretty sure that it is the last one that's left. I haven't been up in that area in a long time. Yeah, I was uh, I was over there not too long ago because I go that way when uh, I go to get a haircut. I get off Montvale and cut down whatever that side street is, and that's technically Woburn, though, isn't it? Potentially, not Stoneham. Yeah, it's it's one of the two. It's right on the line. It's got to be on the line. Uh, but we used to go to that Bickford's at like two, three a.m. because wasn't it open twenty four hours? I think it was. No, that's not the one. That's where the fuck is that? Oh, near the Target? No, that's way, way up. That's not what I'm looking for. Bickford's near a Target. What is that like? Reading? In Woburn. Oh. That's not what I'm looking for, though. Where the fuck? Bickford's Montville Ave. Yeah, no, Bickford's is still. Says a it thing. opens at 8, 8 a.m. Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. It is still a, it is still a thing. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I think it's the last one left because it was there was a few of them, right? There was one in Medford. Pretty sure wasn't there one where Station Landing used to be? Pretty sure I used to go to that one when I was a kid. I mean, I grew up right there. I don't know, maybe. I'm like 90% sure that there was a Bickford's like in that area. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like Montvale's the only one left, and it's fucking 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., and then 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. on weekends. 
full yeah. liquor, full liquor available though. <laughs> so the important stuff. Yeah, no, they needed to be open at three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said, Bickford's is definitely better than all of them, but Waffle House is on par with the Denny's. Um, and then, like I said, IHOP is is still better. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm trying to like imagine, again, what situation, outside of being on that flight with you guys, like what situation would I be in a Waffle House? Yeah, I mean, you would have to, you would have to land in a Southern state before 8 a.m. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> because they're always right around airports too. There's always like two or three of them right near the airport in right. like down South. So if you do, if you ever land at like 6:50 or like 7:32, you can uh, probably find yourself at a waffle house. And like I said, anywhere South of the Mason Dixon. All right. It's where Roy McAvoy celebrated his, uh, what is qualifier in, uh, <laughs> in tin cup. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or is that where they went after he made the 12 at the U S open after he lost? I don't remember. I gotta I watch know. tin cup again. I like tin cup. That's a great movie. Um, oh, and then, so obviously the best part of the bachelor weekend uh, well, it's the best part now that it's in hindsight, but it was clearly, very clearly the worst part of the weekend while we were living it was The Bachelor. One, Chris Jimo lost not just his phone, but also his wallet in the first night, Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, he was so hammered that he lost his phone and his wallet. So Saturday morning, we wake up, we go, we went to the row, right? For, yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. So we go to the row and Chris is like, oh, I can't find my wallet. And we're like, all right, fine. Let's just go. And we'll look for it when we get back. So we go, we get the Uber, we go to the row. We bre- we had delicious breakfast. Um, what was it? The uncle Harry's or something. The R Kelly. Yeah, that Uncle Kelly. Yeah, the R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, and Although then, I could have definitely done without whatever that fucking like potato cheese conglomerate was that wasn't quite cooked. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, but, no good, no good. But the uh, the R. Kelly was great. Um, shout out to the row in Nashville. Uh, so we get back to the house, and we literally ripped this house apart. We looked, there was not one nook and or cranny that we did not check in this house. We were opening cabinets in like the entertainment center, like underneath the TV. We checked in the microwave, in the freezer. Like we were, we literally looked in like, if there was a spot when someone was like, oh no, there's no way Chris's wallet would be in the freezer. No, we looked. It's because that means it's in the freezer. I moved some Christmas decorations around in the, (laughs) in the water heater room. Yeah. Yeah. We literally, just, we, I, I didn't want to be in a stepbrother scenario where the fucking couch cushions are in the oven and like <laughs> miss out on his stuff. Yeah, exactly. So literally everything we checked every inch of that house and not only just that house, we also went outside and we scoured the, the side yard, the front porch, the steps, the driveway. We looked out in the, the street, 
we were, we were all walking in the street, like assholes. We were checking, I think Matt, or someone outside might have checked in the barrels that were out front. <laughs> like it, we looked everywhere in this fucking house for this goddamn phone and wallet. And we came to the conclusion we were, I, I mean, me personally, I was convinced that the phone and the wallet were in two separate places because we got some conflicting information from people that were there that night. So we weren't sure like, which Uber Chris got in with who and like where he went and how he ended up. Cause like I said, there was a couple different stories from a couple different people. Um, luckily Bill was able to provide the most accurate description because he was with Chris. Um, and, but, but we, again, like I said, I was convinced that they were in two separate spots. Like he left his wallet at a bar and he left his phone in an Uber. Like I, there was, in my mind, there was no chance that these two things were in the same spot. Um, but Bill, Bill, oh, he was at the gym. <laughs> Fucking Bill was at the gym, which well, was amazing. So when because- we were out, so when we were out, I texted, you know, um, yeah, because Bill. No, it was okay. We were already Bobby, home. They Mike were going to the, went to the gym. They went Saturday to the gym, morning. and I told him on the way out, "It's like, oh yeah, no, John can't find any of his shit." And he's like, "All right, I'll reach out." And then he texted me and said that he reached out to the Uber driver, and Clovis reached out to the bar, because obviously it's fucking ten a.m. The bar ain't open. Right. Right. So, and then we just kind of waited at that point. Yeah. And like Rob, Rob was doing everything he could to figure out, can he fly home and can he get into the pool party? Right. Because that was the first thing we all, what most of us thought of was, oh, you don't have your wallet, which means you don't have your license, which means how the fuck are you going to get on a plane? Because you have to show your license to TSA to get through security, which again, thankfully, thanks for to Rob, uh, we were able to figure out that, you know, you just have to do like a quick cavity search. No big deal. Uh, answer, answer the three questions from the troll and then you can get on the plane. Yeah. Drop your pants, touch your toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $3 to touch it while I touch my toes. Uh, or you can answer these three questions and then I'll touch your toes. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the riddles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bring me a shrubbery. <laughs> so that's right. So Bill, Bill tries to get in touch with the, uh, the Uber guy and the Uber man does not respond. Uh, he calls him too. I think he leaves him two voicemails. Yeah. He left him two messages and then went through Uber. Then, then kicked it up to the next step and then reached out to Uber to have Uber reach out to this guy. So Rob also, again, Rob's the MVP of this weekend um, because he, called the pool party ahead of time, explained the situation. And they were like, as long as everyone else in the, in the, the group has an ID, we'll let him in. So we get him in. Um, Cause Oh, the first thing, first we tried to go to top golf because we had a ton of time to kill. Cause the pool party wasn't until like one or two, or we didn't go there until two. So yeah. we get back from we, breakfast. We went, we went to breakfast at seven fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, Oh, let's go to top golf. So we go to Top Golf. We get there at like, I don't know, probably 11 o'clock on a Saturday in Nashville. And we walk up to the counter and I go, hey, we're trying to uh, play some Top Golf. You know, what do you got available? 
the guy looks at me dead in the face and goes, yeah, looking at, uh, looking at about a five hour wait right now. And I go, holy fucking shit. I li- I looked right. That's, ex- that was my exact response was holy fucking shit. And then afterwards I realized like we're in the South. So like the guy probably didn't, didn't take too kindly to me, uh, cursing, but fuck him. Who cares? Lord, I mean, Lord's name in vain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I go, wow. All right. And then Finn was behind me and goes, bars over this way. Right. So we go sit at the bar at top golf and just start drinking. Um, but not only that, we had to do like the, the ID and the order roulette where it's like, yep. It's like, all right, can I grab two of these? And yeah, can I get one of these? Like, all right, I need three IDs. It's like, all right, take the three IDs, move those around. Right. Then move the drinks around. Then it's like, all right, can I get this? Can I get that? Move this, move that. And then by the time, They do the first round. Vinny's ready for another. He gets two more or something. And now there's no more IDs. So we're just, I get just move everything. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's all, a, it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> just to get Chris a fucking drink. <laughs> yeah. To get him a Bud Light. It's like being, it's like me. It's like me hanging out with you guys back in the day. Like when you guys were all 21 and I was like 19 and 20. So we used to have to do <laughs> you stand over there. We'll get a bunch of drinks. We'll pass them around. Once we're here for like 45 minutes, we'll be good. <laughs> so we made that work. And then, then we go to the pool party. So we get to the pool party at like two o'clock and still no phone, no wallet from Chris and um, nothing from the Uberman either. So we go through this, like, this, by the way, this pool party was the weird, that hands down, the weirdest fucking experience I might have ever had in my entire life. It was. It was like we, when we walked through the door to get into this place, it was like, like a, a Doctor Strange fucking time warp back to like 1973. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Before we get to that. We're in the Uber on the way over. Oh, yeah. We got a guy driving on the wrong side of the road and a, a dude wandering in the middle of the road. Yep. Yep. And then we pull into this place and you look around and there's fucking crack dens everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a very, very sketchy area. So that's where we are. Going that's to some fucking pool party. And I'm expecting this to be like a Vegas or a Miami pool party. <laughs> no, no. Nope. <laughs> it's literally... Like I said, we like we stepped into 1973. There was fucking hippies everywhere. Everyone was smoking weed. After being there, it was all it was all indie music too. Yeah, after being there for about 15 minutes, we all were like, "Okay, everyone here is on drugs." Like, like, like MDMA, fucking ecstasy, like whatever. Like they're on some like serious fucking drugs. Like they're like like stroking a furry wall, like those kind of fucking drugs. Like they were fucked. And we're Everyone sitting there is smoking a Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting there in a circle on the grass. We stole a bunch of chairs, smoking cigars. And none of us are dressed like we belong there because everyone that's there is like literally wearing like the headbands, like the high-waisted jeans, like the jeans, you know, like it, it, if you listening right now, or watching on YouTube, imagine a scene from like uh, Days and Confused. Yeah, it'd be like Days and Confused went to a pool party. Yeah, that is literally where we were. 
And the longer we were there, we were all, t- I forget who I was talking to. I was like, I don't think that these people like got dressed up as like a theme for this. I think this is actually how they live. This is how they dress. Like, this is what they do. <laughs> and then I forget whoever I was talking to was like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, this is not like a themed seventies party. Like this is like, these people think it's the seventies still. There was like some dude selling a fucking watermelon out of like a little fucking stand. <laughs> he literally had a fruit stand. He like, had a fruit stand. Like I almost bought a banana for everyone to sit on. Like, yeah. And uh, then there was we- like, there was definitely some woman selling like homemade clothes or whatever the fuck over there. The oh corner. yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was like a clothes trade. Like you yeah, could like trade clothes. It was weird. Cause Finn, Finn almost bought a pair of shorts. Cause he wore fucking jeans to a pool party, I think, just to prove a point. Because <laughs> yeah. he wore shorts that morning. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. we went out to breakfast, he wore shorts. And then everyone was giving him shit and being like, oh, you're going to wear jeans to the pool party? And he was like, yeah. So Finn being Finn wore jeans to a pool party to prove a fucking point. And then after being there for about a half hour, he was going to buy a pair of shorts from the hippies. <laughs> <laughs> So that again, the strangest fucking experience ever. Uh, we got duped into the buying VIP tickets because on the website, the VIP says you get five drink tickets and then access to a cabana. There were three cabanas there for the entire party. So like, like I said, we got duped, but at least we got drink tickets out of it. So, uh, yeah. so someone we said leave. that drinks were expensive. Yeah, I think they were. Um, so we leave, I don't know, probably was it, around five 30, something like that. Me, the, you, the, the, Rob the man, and Finn. Yeah. The man that had been wandering around in the street was now swinging a baseball bat in the middle yes. of the street. Yes. The man that was standing in the road when we arrived was back in the middle of the road, swinging a baseball bat. <laughs> so he had escalated. <laughs> Um, our Uber driver that picked us up that time was like, Hey, did you guys see that fucking guy? And we were like, yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, Holy shit. Like what, what is this? He was like, what were you guys doing in there? We we're like, Oh, we we're at a pool party. It's, I don't know. It was, it was again, the weirdest fucking experience so I've weird. had. Um, so we get back to the house. Right. And it's probably five to six o'clock ish. Still nothing from the Uber man. <laughs> So like we're now ending our second day of two days, right? Because we were all leaving on Sunday or most of us were leaving on Sunday and Chris still doesn't have his shit. So the four of us, me, you, Rob, Finn, we decide to like, we, we hang out for a little bit and then we decide to just shower, change and go out because I had said it. And then everyone kind of like agreed for the most part that I didn't want to be at the house when the shit show parade got home and there was 12 people hammered trying to get ready and shower and just, just cause chaos. Um, Cause I was pretty, I, I, I can't say I was sober, but I was pretty put together at that point. Cause I had only had, I only used four of my drink tickets. I gave one to bill. Um, so I had four margaritas cause we were just drinking the margaritas in five hours. Right. So that we were there before, however the fuck, however long it was, I only had four margaritas. So I was fine. 
Um, and I was like, I don't want to deal with the fucking shit show, the tornado that's going to come back. So we timed it out. Perfect. The four of us leave as all the other idiots are coming in and we go out, we hang out a little bit, still nothing, right? Still, still no, no, nothing from the Uber man. Then, so we go to one bar and then we go to the steakhouse, which my God, I've never been to a steakhouse ever in my life. That was the first time. Might also be the last time, but we'll see. Um, that fucking steakhouse was, that was an experience. Like that was wild, right? Like that was, that was a, it was great. The, the food was incredible. The service was top notch. Like the room itself. So let me say, well, I guess the pricing doesn't really change. So I was going to say, maybe I would go back to a steakhouse, but not get a private room. I would say the probably the next time I would ever go to a steakhouse, I wouldn't have a private room anyway. But like the price. So I've done it once before. The pricing doesn't change. Well, no, I know. That's what I said. They're all the same structure where it's like you pay for a, you get a very expensive steak and then the sides are like, shared in a way yeah a la carte yeah so it's all the like all the real steakhouses they're all like that yeah so that was great whatever so we we ended up not eating dinner until probably almost 11 o'clock um but we had like you know we had apps we hung out we got the we got the steaks which fucking incredible i got the cowboy steak and it was out of this fucking world. Um, we hang out, we get cigars afterwards. And then everyone decides that they want to head out. Well, in the meantime, we finally, I finally find out that we have a location on Chris's phone and wallet. So like, I would say circa 10 PM, 10 or 11 PM on Saturday night, we have a location that was in the Uber, <laughs> the Uber that dropped off Chris and Bill that Friday night or in the wee hours of Saturday morning. Um, Chris walked out of the Uber or crawled out of the Uber, I, w- I would say, and dropped both his phone and wallet in the Uber. So they were able to be delivered to the house. Um, but I mean, by the time we left, it was almost one o'clock, right? Cause when, cause me and you Ubered, we went back to the house, right? We called it a night. Everyone was still going to go out, but we had early flights on Sunday morning. Yep. Um, and Bill came with us to get Chris's stuff because it was still at the house because fucking dumb reasons. But, um, but when we got back, like when the Uber dropped us off, it was like 1am. Cause I looked and I was like, holy shit. Like it's fucking, yeah, no, one, we, it's we one did, o'clock. We didn't leave the steakhouse till 1245. Yeah. So when Cause I, I was, cause I wanted to go by that, like hoot scoot and boogie blues bar or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at the clock and I go, no fucking way. Yeah. We got to be up at seven 15 for our flights. Well, that's the thing. It's a 10, 10 flight, get there for eight, 10, eight 15. And it's like, shit. If I go out, like I, I I'm still fucking scarred from, not being able to get off the couch in Austin yeah, that, fir- yeah. that first night. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit. Like, I, I want to try that place out, but again, how good is it really going to be? Right. Not right. that good. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a bar. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, we called it. We called it at 1 a.m. Everyone else went out, whatever it did, whatever they did. And then uh, we got up on Sunday morning at 7.15 and we were out of the house by 7.45. And not one other person, I think, was alive yet. I'm sorry, Alberto, filling up a cup of water in the morning. Ah, all right. And then uh, come to find out. So I talked to Finn later in the day because uh, I literally, as soon as I landed, like, I went home, dropped you off, went home, had like 20 minutes. And then we went to um, Nick's house for like a cookout. Shout out to Nick, friend of the show. Um, And Finn FaceTimed me while I was there and goes, hey, you're never going to believe this. And I go, oh, Jesus, what? What the fuck just happened? He goes, yeah, so I I got my flight to Fort Lauderdale because he had... He flew Spirit home. So he went from Nashville to Fort Lauderdale, had like a two-hour layover, and then was going to fly to Boston from there. So he goes, yeah, so I'm in Fort Lauderdale. And when I land, I see that my flight got delayed. So the flight to to Boston got delayed. So he went from like a two hour layover to like a three and a half hour layover. And then like 20 minutes later, I don't know whether they canceled his flight and like reassigned him a new one, whatever the fuck, how it worked out is he ended up having a, like a seven hour layover in Fort Lauderdale and was like, I'm stuck in Fort Lauderdale at the airport. And he goes, cause I thought it, and he said it before he goes, I'm not leaving the airport either. He goes, there's nothing good that can come from me spending seven hours outside of the airport. So I'd rather just stay here. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's fair. I think that's yeah. a that's a very good point. <laughs> that's tough. Cause yeah, again. So he's just gonna flew, get fucked. You're just gonna get too fucked up and not make it back. Yeah. So I think he had like a it, it was his his new flight was like an 11.52 p.m. flight that landed at like 2.20 in Boston. And he had to go to work Monday morning. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) So he was uh, commiserating on that. But it's like, you know, someone either misses their flight, loses their shit, gets their flight delayed, all kinds of crazy shit. So. That was uh that was Chris's bachelor party weekend. Like like you said, it was quick. Uh, still still plenty happened. Plenty of shit happened, even though we were there for what fifty two hours. I don't know. I got in at one o'clock Nashville time, and I was the last one there. So yeah. So if I landed at six thirty, from six to, that's forty eight hours plus a couple. Yeah. So like roughly like. 50-ish hours I was there in Nashville for, which was plenty. It's plenty. So. Yeah. Found two new areas in Nashville, the Gulch and uh, Printer's Alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never been to Printer's Alley before. I've been to the Gulch. I, I, I have, at least. Um, the first time I went to Nashville. Did you take a picture with the wings? I did not. Oh. <laughs> but I should have told the Uber driver we, we would have stopped for you. Yeah. Because I went to, uh, I've been to the Peg Lake Porca before that time. The, like you said, the first time I went to Nashville, because I was there for a week. So I ended up actually seeing like quite a bit. 
I ended up going to a concert that was there. So it was, I, I did quite a bit there, uh, but I had never been to Painter's Alley. That was pretty cool. So it was like a, uh, their attempt, uh, it was a bootleg Bourbon Street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that I've ever been to know, but from pictures it's and not what I close. would imagine. Not even close. Yeah. I, well, I, that's why I said bootleg. <laughs> Broad, Broadway's, honestly, Broadway's closer. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that. So I think we're, we're caught up in the, uh, the life, life events, the, t- the timeline. Yeah. As far as that goes. Uh, so that brings me to something that I'm really excited for. I'm, so, I'm excited to, to bring this up and to talk about it. Um, this was from a while ago. Uh, I, I found this article, you know, sometime in the last two weeks, but the title is California takes on big plastic over recycling myths. So if you've been (laughs) a a follower of this show for long enough, you know how we feel about, uh, about recycling. It's a sham. uh, Thanks to the genius that is Bob's dad, uh, (laughs) who has informed us that recycling is fake. It doesn't work. And now we have proof because the state of California is suing big plastic. So I don't know what big plastic is, like what companies that those are, but maybe Rubbermaid. I don't know. I don't know who big plastic is, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So California will investigate whether fossil fuel companies have broken the law by perpetuating myths about plastic recycling. Attorney General Bob Rob Bonta announced yesterday. So they try and spin this as like it's against the fossil fuel industry, right? They're like, which I guess could be big plastic, right? Because plastic is a petroleum product. So oil, big oil, big plastic, probably intertwined. Um, So the investigation is a fresh attempt to hold fossil fuel industry accountable for downplaying their harm and the products inflict on the planet. Um. California will be looking into whether companies have misled consumers into thinking that recycling keeps plastic out of landfills and ecosystems. <laughs> the reality is that the vast majority of plastic, more than 90% actually of all plastic ever made, never gets recycled. So there you go. Yeah. Well, again, the state of California has done an investigation and they have found that more than 90% of all plastic ever made never gets recycled. But don't put that pizza box in the recycling bin, though, because there's grease on it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then don't uh, don't don't put your plastic in bags in the recycling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be loose. So they're going on saying like, enough is enough. For more than half a century, the plastic industry has engaged in aggressive campaign to deceive the public, perpetuating a myth that recycling can solve the plastic crisis. It's like, hey, you know what? You know what the best part of this is? You can tell your dad he was right. Like it's confirmed. I will never. I will not tell him such a thing. <laughs> His response would be like, "Yeah, this shit. no shit. I told you." <laughs> yeah, no, he would. That's exact. No, he's like, I don't need to tell him he's right. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Why do you think I said it? 
<laughs> yeah, I told you that. <laughs> what, you didn't believe me? <laughs> yep, yep. So again, all of this whole article goes on to say that plastic is actually extremely difficult to recycle. Um, so here's a question for you. Yep. So the plastic companies aren't in charge of recycling. Generally, that's waste management companies. Right. So why is this a why is this an issue of the plastic companies and not the recycling companies? Is it like, do we all sit here thinking that a plastic bottle is recyclable and it's just kind of really not? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Because later in the article, it says too, it often costs more to recycle plastic than it does to toss it, burn it, or just make new plastic. That's so there's what my, yeah, that's what my father said. The very another oh, they just burn a, it. Another check another check in the box <laughs> you just gotta wait long enough <laughs> and then they just burn it so it's uh so if you didn't believe us before uh recycling is a sham an absolute fucking sham i should have because confirmed people, proof people will ask at the gym it's like actually so the first internship i worked at Someone like said to us, they were like, oh, do you have like recycling? He goes, oh, no, the, the guy wound it. He goes, no, that would be great, though. Like, you know, a big bin, like yellow top, like bottles only, whatever. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, that's yeah. They're like, yeah, that, that would be great. He goes, yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You write bottles only on it. He goes, yep. And then trash ends up in it and the bottles end up in the trash. He goes, I ain't sorting through the trash. Because if it's trash, it's trash. I throw it in the dumpster. Right. So I got I got rid of it. We're not doing that anymore. And then even for us, when we were in the old place, we had a little more space. So I used to put a big contractor bag and a big barrel for recycle for quote unquote recycling. But I just threw it in the dumpster. All it did is just save me the amount of times I had to go out to the dumpster. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like if we have like this little fucking barrel, like the same barrel that you'd have in your kitchen, like I want that to be for like trash. Like that's where it's trash goes. But then it, it's the same thing Like bottles end up in the trash. Trash ends up in the, the bottles. It's like people don't follow this the way that you think that they would. No. And then at the end of the day, it all ends up at the same place. So it's like. Stop. Yeah. Just and then stop at the end of that, the next day, they just burn it. <laughs> I think it takes more than a day, but yeah, <laughs> I think you have to fill a shipping container first <laughs> or something. I don't know. Either way, the end result is they just say, fuck it and burn it. Yeah. Oh, the ozone. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, remember when we were kids? That was the that was the big thing. Yeah, there's they not gonna like, be any more ozone. They were like, oh no, the ozone's gonna go away. The oh, ozone, the ozone burnt away in Australia. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, there's no there's no more ozone. There's a hole in the ozone now. We're never gonna get that back. Where's that been? Remember anyone, anyone that was alive from 1994 to like probably 2004, like that that decade span where it was like, oh no, the ozone. Oh, and where, where someone where someone probably said, oh, the ozone in Australia, it's almost gone. Yeah. It's probably like in part of the uninhabitable part of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> where so it's like, like wow, 90% the, the, of it. 
the power of the sun is so so strong here. If you like go out, you'll get like super fucking burnt. It's like, yeah. And if you go fucking fifty miles due east, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the middle of the country, continent, whatever, you can't live there. This literally, like, I'm, I'm not. I know I am making this up, but I don't think I'm far off. That I think only ten percent of Australia is actually like developed like cities and, and habit habitable, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Cause the center of it's just fucking nature will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like people live around like the edges, like by the ocean. And then there's no one lives in the middle. <laughs> that better be right though. Cause I've been telling people that. Yeah, no, it's definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't care that much. If yeah. it isn't. <laughs> so Fuck recycling. It's a sham. It's fake. But we've we've known that for a while. So uh all right. This next thing is I think pretty hilarious. Um, so this comes from the Wall Street Journal. I don't know when this was again, sometime in the last two weeks. Uh headline here is the FBI conducted potentially millions of searches of Americans' data last year, a report says. So searches in national security investigations came without warrants and could stoke privacy concerns in Congress. So everyone is all up in arms saying that the FBI performed millions of illegal electronic data searches without warrants last year, to which I say, like your dad would say about the recycling, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, no shit, right? Yeah. Like, everyone's what, flipping what, out. Like, what are you surprised about? Oh, the FBI, the FBI looked into my my data without a warrant. You're surprised? Sue like, them. Like, hold on, wait, like, let's let's take a step back. You're surprised by that? Then sue, then sue them. <laughs> In a world where everyone knows that, like, your phone's listening, your fucking computer's listening, your Alexa's, like, all of these things that people have in their house, like, it's generally, like, known because there's jokes about it. Like, Oh yeah, the Alexa listened to me to say whatever. So now I get like Instagram ads. You know what I mean? Like that shit. Like, yeah, you think the FBI doesn't tap into your shit? I can guarantee you, I'm my name's probably on that list. Some of the dumb shit I've said on this show over the last year, especially when we were going hard against COVID and all like the restrictions and regulations and all that bullshit and vaccines. Like both of us have have definitely been fucking looked up by the FBI. I don't give a fuck. Cool. What did you find? That I'm a piece of shit? Like, no kidding. I mean, I'm still thinking I'm not important enough to get looked up by the FBI, but maybe an intern. Yeah, the interns. Not not anybody that's like actually like legit. when you give you give the intern like the joke list, like, hey, we need you to look into these people and find the real yeah, threats. Yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. full knowing none of them are threats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a long list of people that said fuck the government on a podcast. So look them up. <laughs> find my fucking LinkedIn be like, Oh, what a loser. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand how this is a story. Right. Like, and I, then everyone's like, well, why are you talking about it? Why are you bringing it up? Cause it's a podcast, right? Because, we need shit because, to, because we need shit to talk about. <laughs> no, because no, no, no. Why, why are we bringing it up? Cause I'm going to make fun of you now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how this works. That's what we do here. We make fun of you. <laughs> Everything we do is to make fun of you. 
Unless we're making fun of ourselves, in which case we will do that. Yes. Yeah. Even where, where ourselves are not off limits. We said that on the uh, the bachelor party trip. I think it was like like everyone was uh, ev- like everyone. We that's how what we do as our friend group anyway is we just shit all over each other. And I think at one point someone was like, "Yeah, when it's your turn, you just gotta fucking embrace it because like, it's gonna <laughs> come. It's the shit's gonna come for everybody. So when it when your name comes to Colin and everyone turns to shit on you, you gotta embrace it. Just don't fight it. Just let it happen." <laughs> Yeah, there's too many. You're outnumbered. Yeah, like, there's no way you're gonna fucking fight back because there's gonna be seven people calling you out, like making fun of you. So just roll with it, because then the winds will change and it'll move to someone else. It just so happened that that bachelor weekend it was ninety percent Chris because he lost his fucking life. Yeah, and I think Finn <laughs> Finn said he goes sometimes it's easier than others. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> But everyone gets it. No one is immune. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Fuck you for, for thinking that, whoa, how, how dare the FBI look into my shit? That's another thing, too. You think you're that important? You're like, how dare the FBI look in my shit? Why? Who are you? Yeah, what do you what, have? Why, why, are you so, why are you so important that, that how dare the FBI do this? What are you fucking, what do you got? Like, like fucking secret Russian documents on your phone? Like, what do you, what do you mean? How dare they? Who gives a fuck? It's the FBI. It's what they yeah, do they, all the time. They kind of generally do what they want anyway. Yeah. It doesn't mean I agree with it either, but I mean, there was one point in time where I was like, bah, we should probably, we should just abolish the FBI. We should, we should abolish all three letter agencies, but you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think I necessarily believe that anymore, but that was in my hardcore libertarian days. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is just dumb. It's just everyone's stupid. I'm fucking stupid. Um, oh, speaking of stupid, actually, before we wrap this up, that's the one thing I forgot. On the flight home, on the way home. <laughs> How amazing was the TSA agent in the Nashville airport. That guy, that, no, that was good. That, that might've been like, a, that was a top 10 moment of the trip. <laughs> I, um, I did feel, feel a spiritual connection with this guy. <laughs> Cause he had a, it, like, I, if I was a TSA agent, like I would have been the same dude. <laughs> yeah. And with like the driest sense of humor. Yep. Yeah, we're and we're in line. So with the driest sense of humor, he just goes, all right, now I'm going to go over some of the uh, some of the rules, you know, of TSA. He goes, I don't think any of them have changed since I was in, you know, I was, you know, 12 years old. But, you know, we're going to go over them anyway. Yeah, he goes, none of you are going to (laughs) listen. Yeah, he goes, none of you are going to listen. So I'll have to yell at you when you get up here. And he's like, so he like normal things like shoot that shoes off, laptop separate. He goes, don't stack them on top of each other because I'm telling you to put them separate. So when I tell you to separate them, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and then he, he said some like some other stuff too. And then like, yeah, it was like shoes off, laptop separate, whatever. He goes, that's all been the same since I was in elementary school. I don't know how people still screw it up, but they do. <laughs> But the and he's kicker. like yelling, he's yelling this like to, the, to everyone the, in the line. The kicker, the best part, too. Yeah. He goes, he's like, 
And once you load up your bins, you have to push them through the x-ray machine. He goes, he goes, you have to do it manually because this is Nashville and we're white trash and poor. He goes, and also that's a table. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking at the fucking table where I know people put their fucking bins on expecting it to move itself. Yeah. Like it's a conveyor belt, but it's, but just, it's just a, fucking, a table. It's just a stainless steel table. That's all it is. It's just a table like for you to put your shit on and then you need to get it to the belt. Yeah. You and need I to know, literally push it. And I just, I just like in like his line of, and that's a table. Yeah. <laughs> that one fucking, that one fucking got me. And it's like, oh, the white trash and poor thing. I'm like, bro, you're at the airport. This is federal. Like, that doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he goes, and that's just a table. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm, and then I'm, I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, this lady behind me would be a fucking prime candidate to fucking just put it on the table and be like, oh, I thought it would, thought it would take itself. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it there. You know, yeah, like yeah. put your stuff in the bin, put the bin on the table, and then just walk and away. Then you just walk away. Yeah, and get Which, in line for the microwave cooker. In in <laughs> fairness, even at Logan, where it is a conveyor belt all the time, you're not supposed to leave your shit until the TSA agent tells you to. Right. Right. Which I guess people just do that too. Yeah. Nah, yeah. man, you gotta get back over here. <laughs> what do you mean? I just already put my stuff on the belt. Yeah, yeah stuff's on the belt. Now we don't have a belt here. Yeah, you got to stand next to it. If you notice, a belt is usually made of rubber and black. This is, you know, stainless steel. Yeah, this is quite literally a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh, uh, the the whatever TSA uh, ter- South Terminal at Nashville, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever gates get you to Southwest, that TSA agent, credit to you. Yeah, he uh, he really made made my day, made my morning a little bit better. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He was awesome. Like you said, top ten moment of the weekend. Uh, all right. So I guess uh, do I want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. I got some other stuff, but I think I'm going to save it for the uh, for the next show. Sounds great. We can dig a little deeper into it. Awesome. Sounds awesome. Um, so this actually goes back to my stupidity and I was at the grocery store after we had a nice condiment talk and I'm like, you know what? I haven't bought condiments in a while. I'm buying condiments. So generally I'm a fan of Dijon mustard. I find a lot of ways for it. Uh, I remember French's is typically a, a, a brand I like. I like what Dijon grape upon. Ah, fuck that. Excuse me, sir. Do you have any grape upon? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Yeah, pretentious douchebag. I'm sure it listen, <laughs> and I'm sure it's way better, but I I just won't buy it. <laughs> so I think I like French's market baskets usually fine. I don't really like spicy brown. Or spicy brown is fine. It it's fine. I like Dijon better. Whatever. Yeah. So all they have is like whole grain Dijon or something or stone ground Dijon or whatever. I'm like, all right, well, it's not the smooth one, but whatever. Like it can't, can't be that fucking far off. So I get it. I'm eating it one day, you know, like burning up my nose. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) This shit's strong. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Try to portion control it, burning up my nose. 
And like, you just keep eat. I keep eating it. I keep doing whatever I do with it. And I just keep burning the fuck through my nose with it. And it's like, <laughs> when the fuck will you ever learn? Like, when will you ever fucking get a fucking clue? Like, throw that shit out because you are too fucking stupid <laughs> to eat stone ground Dijon. Yeah, or like whole ground, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, with the know. mustard seeds. Like yeah, it's, it's got the seeds, seeds yeah. like grainy, look grainy looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like the smooth yellow one, whatever. So finally this weekend, I didn't buy a new one. Do you think I threw the old one out? Nope. Nope. So today I made pulled pork. I mix maple syrup with the Dijon. That usually seems to cut it through. Mm-hmm. Nope. Got the proportions wrong because I just <laughs> eyeballed because I just eyeballed it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Burning through my nose. I'm like, you are such a stupid fuck. Like <laughs> such a stupid fuck. So like part part one of my story is how stupid can you actually be <laughs> that you continuously eat this thing? And continuously burn it through your nose every fucking time. <laughs> and what do you think I did after I burned it through my nose yet again? Uh, you put it back, put in it the right fridge. back in the fridge. Yep. And I'm probably going to fucking eat it tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> when we were at that steakhouse, we got, we got shrimp cocktail, whatever cocktail mm-hmm. sauce, obviously yeah. cocktail sauce has horseradish oh, yeah. in it. That, that was, we, Yeah but it burns through your nose. Yes. So to that point, listen, I like cocktail sauce, but like, dude, I feel like that's not like a, like a tolerance thing. No. Like, I feel like that's just gonna, like, that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Like regardless of who you are. Right. Like, no, like for sure. Like you can't build up like a tolerance to that. Cause the other thing, because too, it's is- not a heat, like it's not a spicy, it's, no, it's not a traditional spicy, right? Like it's not like a you're you just ate a habanero pepper. It's a different kind of heat, I guess, if you want to call it's it. It's not even that. like a heat. It's that's like, what I mean. It's a it's a burn. It's like a wasabi. You know what I mean? It's like a well, it's actually, like the, so it's, it's like the hot mustard that you get from the Chinese yes, food yes. restaurant, I've where heard, it's like fucking high octane ninety three gasoline. Well, I've actually heard. Um, if you get wasabi and it burns through your nose, that is green horseradish. That is not wasabi because actual wasabi isn't supposed to do that. So I've heard. I have actually heard that too, that, that real wasabi is, um, is it doesn't have like a shelf life or something like that, or it's like super rare to come by. So a lot of places just substitute with horseradish. Yeah. And the horseradish is what burns. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't mind a little bit here. Like I don't, don't get me no, wrong, but no burning through the nose. Like I just, I, I don't like how, like, how do you do that? Like how, yeah. do, how the fuck does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, my final thought also has to do with food. Uh, so I went to uh, bed, bath and beyond the other day. And we're just looking around. Uh, we needed to get a couple things when we were there. And we pop into the kitchen section because I always like to pop over there. And uh, Amy goes over to the the uh, the Dutch ovens and she goes, oh, wow, look at these. Like, these were on sale. So I look. 
they were the Dutch ovens were like normally like 75 bucks. They were on sale for like 52 and I had a, a coupon thing. So I ended up getting the thing for like 48 bucks or whatever, whatever it came out to be. I got it for 48 bucks, whatever the numbers were. Um, <clears throat> so I go, all right, sweet. So, you know, I go and I'm, I'm shopping and I go, I'm going to, I saw market basket had braised, uh, braised, they're not braised market basket had beef short ribs. So I go, you know, I'm going to make braised short ribs because why not? Right? Like, fuck it. I've never done it before. I'd never used a Dutch oven before. So today was the first, first foray into using a Dutch oven. Um, and holy fucking shit, it did not disappoint. Uh, so I started out, you know, I, I, the recipe I found, um, it called, it used a couple slices of bacon in there too. So for two reasons, one bacon is fucking great. But the second reason is once you cook the bacon down and obviously you have the bacon grease, you dredge the, the short ribs and flour, and then you sear all four sides. And so you get like a nice brown to them. And doing that in bacon grease is way fucking better than doing it in like olive oil. So it was the twofold. One, you get to use bacon in your, your short rib recipe. And two, you sear the, the ribs in bacon grease. So even better. Uh, so, you know, pop them out. I put in um, what I have, potatoes, carrots, uh, stewed tomatoes, obviously a bunch of red wine, some beef broth, onions, toss it all in there, uh, let it go for a little bit and cook it down and then pop the ribs in and then, you know, close it up, pop it in the oven and just let it cook for three hours. Uh, when I pulled it out and opened up the lid, the, the, the meat lid quite literally fell off the bone. When I took a pair of tongs to grab the, the ribs, to pull them out of the, the, the oven, the Dutch oh, oven, you need a, you need a, you need a, a slotted spoon. The, the bone was about to fall out. And I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Uh, so we, we ate that and it was amazing. Like I've, it, it could potentially be one of the best things I've ever made. Um, and it really wasn't that fucking hard. Like that sauce was delicious. The, the ribs literally like they were fork tender. Like I said it to Amy, like as we were cutting it, like you cut it and it's almost, it falls apart like pulled pork. It was so fucking good. Uh, so that's my, uh, so again, my, Credit to yourself. Yeah, credit to myself here. Uh, pat myself on the back. My first time ever using a Dutch oven. I fucking nailed it. Uh, making braised short ribs. And then, you know what's funny though too? Because so Amy Amy was like, oh, this is so fucking good. And I go, yeah, like you can just literally, because she said the same thing. She goes, oh, cool. Now we know like we can make some really good shit in a Dutch oven. So I Google like, oh yeah, you can look up like Dutch oven recipes. So I just Google Dutch oven recipes. The first seven ones that pop up are braised short ribs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, the, that's, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I, I went the other way. I, I decided, you know what I needed to get. So what <laughs> this, this was funny. It was doing my Christmas gifts, whatever year. Um, Michaela moved here and 
I went to Market Basket to get her some stuff for the house to like round out the gifts. I don't remember what I got. Um, and when I got to Market Basket, they didn't, the credit card machines were down. So I had some cash on me, but I was supposed to cook. So I like just got what I could get. Yeah. And got out of there and cash was fine, but I couldn't get the other stuff. So I think I was like, well, fuck, I need to get her something else. Like I, I wanted to get her something for the house. And I was like, I think we're at Wegmans. I was like, oh, fuck, braised short ribs would be good. I go, oh, fuck, Dutch oven. Like if they if they have one here and I was next door to a Target, I'm like, I can get it at either place. Like if I can right. just grab one. Right. I'll make braised short ribs with it. But um, Michaela makes a she makes risotto in it. In it's a Dutch pretty, oven? Yeah. Oh, so wow. I don't know how she makes it because it's hmm. like it's a recipe that she generally does. But yeah. instead of like sit because the way you typically cook risotto is you have to get like broth simmering. Right. And then you have to like add it to the rice. Isn't there champagne in risotto too? yeah or white wine or whatever yeah, something, something like that yeah yeah but i think the <clears throat> meth the method of cooking risotto is like you have broth over the stove and you have to like ladle it in and stir it around and ladle it in and stir it <laughs> around and ladle it in and stir it around dude i think she just throws it in the oven for like half an hour i don't i actually i don't i do not know the recipe yeah yeah but it comes out really fucking good like to the point where and it's always funny because she even says she like she just doesn't cook a lot um she doesn't really know what to cook or how to cook like all these things but the risotto i swear to fucking god is better than most risottos i've gotten since yeah she figured out how to make it so yeah i mean looking at it like i would imagine Probably anything you would do in a slow cooker, you could also do in a Dutch oven and it's probably better. It could be. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, cause like I said, I was just Googling like Dutch oven recipes and there was yeah, like it's a all, bunch it's of all, shit, It's but... all slow cook. Right, right. But the only thing is like, if you, I mean, like you only have so many quarts. So it's like, if you need to cook. Right. Like if you need to do a pulled pork, Dutch oven works, but. Yeah slow cooker probably works a little bit better right right yeah yeah or on yeah the i mean if, put it in a tin and toss it in the smoker yeah i mean if you're doing beef shank short ribs i mean you can cut up like a pork butt and throw it in and that probably works pretty good yeah but it's all like you know everything's like three hours or whatever so right right just gotta be ready for it yeah that's so funny. But you can make like I make I like I'll make chili, I'll make my meatballs in there. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can use it just as like a regular pot. Yeah. I wouldn't boil pasta in it. That seems useful. No. Well, the one I bought is cast iron. Yeah, same here. Lodge. Uh our table. It's from uh, it's the Bed Bath and Beyond brand. Hmm. So it's not it's not like the ceramic. No, one. mine's not ceramic either. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't boil pasta or do like, you know, that shit, but. Hmm. 
something to look into. I gotta yeah, find well, some more. I would say good timing, just in time for fucking summer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dutch oven recipes. Yeah, yeah. I'll get ready for November. Or, I mean, depending, it could be fucking 30 degrees again next week because we have seasons in New England. Thank God. And we have all four seasons. We experience all four seasons in the month of May. May sucks. May blows. Like, I, like I'm not, I, again, that's like one of my rants. May sucks. Yeah. It, it's probably my least favorite month out of the year. Well, I mean, listen, I... I know it's expected. Well, the January's January, January February, February are pretty pretty shitty. fucking terrible, because that's when it's like the high is like a single digits. Yeah. It's like that's that's pretty fucking miserable. It's like I know it's expected. The weather's supposed to suck then, yeah. and the big issue with May is people think the weather's nice and it's not. I would say May is probably like bottom bottom third. I don't know. Right? I mean, so that means it's no, just the bottom it's, four. It's a bottom it's in the bottom four. Yeah, but you have December, January, February already in the bottom. Yeah, then May. I mean, March is still shittier than May. There's just no expectation. That's the problem. Well, that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like, when it's 70 degrees in March, you're fucking ecstatic. When it's, yeah, 70, can... deg- when it's 70 degrees in May, you're like, all right, cool. It's, it's about time. It's about fucking time. And when it's 30 degrees in March, you're like, I get it. It's March when it's 30 degrees in May. You're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Right. So I think May is on that, on that regard, worse than March. No, because so, I mean, again, you, you, you're allowed to do your own opinion. You can be wrong. (laughs) When you actually look at the month of May, it is a worse month than May because the likelihood of you getting nice weather is significantly lower. The average temperatures are definitely lower. The only thing that's worse about May is an expectation that it might be okay. And then it never meets that expectation. Never. Plus you have a holiday in May. So you do yeah, not that's have true. A, you do not have a holiday in March. That's a fair point. Oh, dude, what do you mean? You got St. Patrick's day. That's not a holiday. <laughs> Come on, kid. It's fucking Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the dumbest fucking day. Yeah, never never mind Chicago and Savannah do it better than you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) We were in Savannah for the week before. No, we were no, we were there. We we were there there when they were going to celebrate it. But oh yeah, COVID, COVID COVID killed it. COVID shut it down. That was that was the initial. That was like day one, day zero of COVID. We were in fucking Savannah. Uh, all right, well. That is going to do it for us. Uh, so thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening wherever you're at. Don't forget, like, rate, subscribe, review, five stars, all that. Happy horse shit. Tell everybody you know about the show. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. The website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, oh, sponsors. Yeah, it's been, can you tell it's been two weeks since I've done this? Uh, thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, go to mybookie.com, use the promo code sarcasmpod to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Also, thank you to grillyourassoff.com. You can go over to grillyourassoff.com, use the same promo code sarcasmpod. You get 15% off your entire order every single time you check out 
Love those fucking guys over there at girlyrassup.com. I think that's all of it. So until next time, it's good to be back. Good night, everybody.